Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Last Podcast. I'm by Fletch Points. I'm your host, Fletch Bubba. With me, as always, my co-host, Stephen Reagan. We're back here for our Week 18 picks. And yes, we made it to Week 18. And uh, Dylan, this is always the toughest week for our picks because you've got games that mean absolutely nothing. You don't know who's going to play. And then you've got other games that could mean something, as we're recording on Wednesday. But by the time they're played, they may not mean anything. And so uh, I, I think if you're going to you're going to have a lot of confidence in our picks this week. Uh, you must really trust us, and we must have won you some money somewhere with our betting logs because otherwise this is a really tough week uh, to pick games just based on all the different scenarios that play out. Yeah, we've we've done a pretty good job this season, I think, overall. I'd have to look back at last year to see how we matched up with our picks, but I think we did a decent job at least with the straight-up uh, selections. Like you're saying, though, so many teams don't have anything to play for. The number of games where there are no playoff implications is pretty high but at the same time obviously there's a lot of games that have impact maybe not for playoff spots but seeding and still matters even if you're not going to get the one seed for a lot of these teams in the nfc in particular with the packers already locking that up so it'll be interesting to see how these all go some there's still a playoff spot on the line there obviously a lot on the line in the afc and teams like the steelers and ravens that you know have very small odds but they do have odds so they're going to be playing hard uh trying to finish out the season with a big one as big rival so yeah it should be fun it's always i do like how the nfl always has the last week of the year with you know all the uh, division matchups and end up yeah. getting some uh for the most part at least a game or two here and there that always end up having a really big impact and obviously this year it worked out perfect with the uh, first game we'll get to here yeah and just just as a reference if you're if you're um hanging around waiting for our our in-depth thoughts on um for example washington and the giants the bears and the vikings um i'm just going to give you a spoiler we're probably not going to spend a lot of time on the games that don't really have playoff implications so uh we will probably give you some very quick picks on those but uh, not a whole lot into the actual matchups it's again you never know how coaches are going to structure this who's going to play and all this so but we do start our games of the week and we start with uh, the one that will be in prime time, uh, and that is going to be the Chargers at the Raiders. Um, and I'm just going to read you the scenarios here as we go along uh, for some of these because obviously uh, there are a lot of different scenarios and how these could play out. For reference, the Chargers are a three-point favorite on the road. All right, here's how the Chargers get in. Pretty simple, right? This is going to be like our most simple one maybe, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Chargers need to win or tie. That's it. Um, that is how they get into the playoffs. No other scenarios there. Meanwhile, for the Raiders, Raiders can win or – they can tie and have a Colts loss to the Jags, or they can have a Colts loss to the Jags plus a Steelers loss uh, or a tie to the Ravens. So basically what it comes down to is either one of these teams just win, they're they're feeling pretty good. So, um, I mean, this is, this is a tough one, right? Like, it's win or go home. Uh, that's kind of what it comes down to. I told you for some reason, I just have a gut feeling that the Raiders are going to win this game. I think the Chargers are the better team, but I don't know. I just, I'm leaning towards the Raiders here. 
but this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Really hoping we don't get to one of those scenarios where, uh, especially the second, or I think the last Raider one, where somehow the Colts and Steelers both lose during the day. Raiders would already be in. That would take some intrigue yeah. out of it. I, st- I would be curious to see. I th- feel like they might still end up trying to knock the, the rival Chargers out. I don't think we're going to have anything happen where it's the situation where they both have to tie each other to both get in. I don't think I, anyone would... Uh, it would really change anything for how these teams approach the, their game plans. We know with Brandon Staley how aggressive he is. But, yeah, I, most likely if we get to a game pretty quickly coming up here about the Colts, if they take care of his business against Jacksonville, that sets this game up already just to be a playing in. It's just a playoff game. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere in Vegas. I went to the first game these two teams played in L.A. with all the Raider fans, and I can only imagine it's going to be even crazier there with a, with a chance to get back in the playoffs for so the first time. I want to say in five years, I think 2016, the year that Derek Carr – broke his collarbone right before the playoffs was the last time Vegas got into the postseason. So it's going to be a rabid atmosphere. Both teams that have, you know, at certain points of the year looked pretty good. Had Vegas had a great start to the year. Chargers had some really bright moments than other times where they kind of fell off. So two teams that probably are rightfully 9-7 and seven playing for this, uh, for this chance to go to the postseason. I think the Chargers at least are just a bit better team. Uh, even though Justin Herbert has made some mistakes here and there, they've been more consistent overall. There, there's a reason they have the third highest DVOA offense in the entire league. Um, and Vegas has, you know, for all the, th- the things they've done to fight to get to this spot, they have had some pretty close calls along the way, um, especially lately, even some of the wins over teams like the Browns and the Browns, all the guys on the COVID list. And um, obviously they're probably their most impressive. You, you could easily argue of the last few is against the Colts. So if they can build off that, if Derek Carr can play, a cleaner game even than he did there i could and the raiders get a lead early which is something they did not do the first time they played the chargers jumped all over the raiders raiders are playing catch up the, the raiders are going to win this game they probably need to get a lead rely a little bit on that running game uh, their defense is a little more opportunistic when it knows the other team's passing they can't do the same things uh when they're playing from behind as a defense in their um and they have not defended the pass insanely well which does not make vegas uh, necessarily the best matchup for the chargers so i'm i'm picking the chargers in an atmosphere that's going to be very tough i do think it's gonna be tough uh but the chargers are a team that has obviously played and won some games in really tough environments they've had to play in front of a lot of opposing fans uh at home but um yeah i think uh, it could go either way and i just really hope that we don't have anything wonky happen during the day to to mess up what's on the line it'll be really fun to have a a play-in game essentially yeah it, it again like you said it does seem unlikely in terms of the colts that that's what it's going to come down to the colts and um the unlikely event that they lose to the Jags, which does not seem possible. And we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, but uh, the other game of the week we have is the 49ers at the Rams. Uh, here is what is on the line for this one. The Rams are four and a half point favorite uh, at home in this game. So for the Rams, they can clinch the NFC West uh, with the win or a tie, or they can have the Cardinals lose uh, against the Seahawks and for the Niners. They can clinch a playoff berth uh, with a win or a tie or have the Saints lose uh, to the Falcons. So that's the setup there uh, for this. So, again, depending on, I suppose, and this is where, like, you've really got to be a schedule person to know <laughs> who's playing when. And I think that Falcons-Saints game is... Same time. I want, okay, I was going to say, usually the NFL does a good job mm-hmm. structuring that. But, yes, it is the same time. So uh, all, all those games we play at the same time. So that that's good uh, for your suspense. I'm going with the Rams here. Um, I know, you know, kind of the history in terms of uh, what the Niners have been able to do in this series, and uh, it is the Niners, you know, pretty much going for a playoff berth. But, um, you know, 
maybe they still find a way to get in. If it, it doesn't happen, like I said, if the, if the Saints lose to the Falcons, the uh, Niners would still get in. But I just think the Rams, you know, they do have something to play for here. Um, and, you know, they clinch the NFC West if they get the win. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Rams here. Yeah, not as much to play for as it, uh, back in the day when they, as a two seed, could have gotten the bye. But I still think there is a lot of value to knowing that you could be playing two home playoff games if you win, if you have enough luck to win in the wild card round to go immediately into the divisional round, knowing you're going to not have to go to Tampa, not have to go to Dallas, and potentially not even have to face the Packers if if they get upset. So there's a lot of benefits to to being the two seed that I still think the Rams have worth playing for. Obviously, they haven't even clinched a division, so they still have that to play for. Uh, they cannot count on Arizona losing to the Seahawks, even if that series has gone kind of all over the place over the however many uh, last few years. Um, I, I do think the Rams have found an identity that they did not have uh, the last time these two teams played on Monday Night Football. Now, Matthew Stafford has been, as we've seen, making a lot of mistakes, uh, unforced errors at certain points, just different little things that have need to be tweaked and I do. I just feel like that at a certain point, though, in terms of like the at least schematic basis for it, the Rams have to be able to have some answers for what San Francisco has limited them with over the past few years. And I do think running the ball themselves when they have when, when they're on offense will ease up some of that pass rush. Will give their offensive line a chance to get, to get a beat. The Rams' offensive line has improved since then. We've seen some of the depth that they've been able to have, and a lot of times where they are keeping in more guys to protect too. So I I think the Rams will have some more in- answers on that side of the ball. This defense has gotten more physical. Teams have tried to bully them the same way the Niners did, just controlling the clock. We just saw it with the Ravens, obviously a little bit different. Uh, scheme and everything with the Niners um, uh, it's going to be tough uh, I picking the Rams uh, not exactly the most optimistic that will actually end up happening just given how the series has gone Obviously, and like you said with the Niners with so much to play for as well just they're playing for their postseason lives but we don't know if Jimmy G is going to be playing and uh, as I mentioned with a couple of the touchdowns Trey Lance had they're really nice schemed up plays to rely on him to go into a pressure pack game like this and there'll be tons of Niner fans down in L.A. as well, but it's still going to be a pro-Ram crowd. And having that atmosphere and the Rams fans wanting to clinch that division to get the, the home playoff game the following weekend, I think there's going to be some pressure if Trey has to go. And if Jimmy goes, what percentage is he at? Is he 50%? Is he 70%? Is that better than Trey? And I, there, there's just some elements of the Niners over the last few weeks that have kind of you see all the bright spots you see just incredible playmaking and blocking by both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel obviously George Kittle they have these weapons but they just haven't consistently gotten it done the Rams have picked on some teams that have weaker secondaries the Niners are a team that definitely in the back half of their defense has not been necessarily fantastic week to week um, if, so the Rams need to do a better job than they did against the Ravens, taking advantage of that. If they can, they should win. Um, but like you mentioned, 49ers could still get in because, yeah, the Saints have uh, they already lost the Falcons and uh, still some different things that could happen there. So it, it's definitely, I think, though, the second ga- the most second most intriguing game for me going into the weekend, obviously, not just as a Rams fan, but in terms of uh, what is actually on the line, just so many moving parts to where the, both these teams could end up. The Rams could go anywhere from the five to the two seed, so a lot, uh, and, and the Niners could. They could end up facing each other in, the, uh, in a rematch, which would be a lot really interesting. I think if San Francisco <laughs> loses, but the Saints lose, I'm almost positive the Rams would be the two and the Niners would be the seven at that point. So there you go. They can just play right back yep. again. <laughs> it could be interesting uh, on that one so we'll see how it plays out there all right to our betting locks um mine's going to be the chiefs at the broncos the chiefs are 10 point favorites on the road in denver we always say the double digit spreads are a little uh, scary but both of us are actually going to go that route this week uh the, the situation for the chiefs the reason why i felt pretty confident about that is this is 
where the scheduling comes in. The Chiefs play on Saturday, and their you know determination is going to be the Titans who play on Sunday. So the Chiefs aren't going to know exactly what they need. They need to win, and that's yeah. kind of what it comes down to. Uh, they can clinch the number one seed in the AFC uh, with a win plus a loss from the Titans uh, against the Texans or tie, uh, or they can the Chiefs can tie and the Titans can lose, and the, the Chiefs would still get the number one seed. So. For the Chiefs, it's pretty simple. They have to win uh, to be to have that number one seed in play going into Sunday, not knowing whether you know the Titans are going to win or lose against the Texans. So, I think to, to me that makes a little more um, you know a little more determination for the Chiefs to, to play and, and win this game. Certainly, um, so ten points not a lot for the way this Chiefs team has played. Uh, going up against the Broncos team that, again, really doesn't have anything to play for. So. Yeah, and with Drew Locke playing, and it's just I, yeah. it, they they struggled a lot on offense the last time they faced. I think they scored nine points against Kansas City. They don't have the answers and the playmakers and the Joe Burrow that the Bengals do <laughs> to, to really feast on the, the Chiefs defense and take advantage of some of those one-on-one matchups. I just don't see those same openings occurring. Uh, uh, probably not going to, you know, maybe they'll be able to run the ball a bit better. They did not uh, exactly perform well last week against the Chargers. And, yeah, I think the Chiefs, definitely my pick here, would have probably considered the betting lock as well. I, I do think Kansas City, knowing that very much in play, that they could get that one seed given that the Texans uh, did beat the Titans earlier this year and how kind of all over the place at certain points the Titans have been with, you know, losing the Jets and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, still a lot to play for. No reason that the Chiefs with the Broncos where they're at are going to put up as much of a fight. I think Kansas City definitely covers this spread. I, I thought it might be more like 12, really. Well, this next one's a bit bigger, but um, you've you've done okay with that uh, with others <laughs> at times. But we go back to the Jags because they seem to be the team that uh, everyone just wants to, to beat up on right now. Colts at the Jags. Colts are 15.5-point favorites on the road in this one. Um, the scenario for the Colts, also pretty simple here. They can get into the playoffs just by winning um, or having a tie in this game. Or if we really want to go down this road. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Colts, just win because otherwise things get very complicated. Or have the Chargers lose plus the Steelers and Ravens tie. Or... The Chargers lose, the Steelers lose, and the Dolphins win. So um, if you want to avoid scenarios two and three in there, uh, the Colts should be able to beat the Jags, and uh, that is what Dylan uh, is betting on here. Yeah, I think that that last scenario you mentioned with the Dolphins winning, that's the one where the Ravens could sneak in if the Chargers lose. Steelers obviously would have lost to the Ravens. And if that, that game could flip the Colts or the Ravens, just a, rain, a game that has no impact otherwise, I think it's probably based on strength yeah. of victory or something like that. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. Obviously, I made this my betting lock. I think the Colts are going to do something similar to what we just saw the uh, the Patriots do. I'm not saying they're going to win by 40, but I do think a 17-plus point win is very much in play here for Indianapolis. They have so much to play for. They're such a better team than 9-7, and seven, as we've talked about. Another, they didn't play their best against the Raiders, but that the Raiders came out strong. This Jags team, it's been a, we have not seen them come out strong in many games uh, against any solid opponents they you know obviously they beat buffalo in kind of a freaky game but other than that it's you know especially lately it, they have not really uh circled the wagons by any means 
Um, and the Colts, again, I just I see them being so physically imposing on both sides up front in a way that the Jaguars are not going to be ready to match. They have something to play for still. Obviously, with uh, tr- clinching the playoff spot, they don't want to have to rely on that weird scenario of all those three results happening exactly that way. So I think Indianapolis takes care of business. I, I think they end up winning this game pretty comfortably and clinching at least the I think they would probably get like the six seed, but maybe up to the five, depending on what happens with the Pats. Yep, I think that's a good pick. Um, Colts, uh, yeah, actually have played better on the road this year than they have at home. So that is worth uh, noting, too, uh, for the Colts. All right, to our upsets. Um, yeah, this is gonna it's going to sound weird on paper, right? Because, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I was picking this in week 12 or something, you guys would think I'm crazy. But the Packers are at the Lions. Uh, the Packers are only four-point favorites in this one, and that is obviously because Packers have nothing to play for. They're the number one seed. Um, they have nothing, you know, going up against them here. They they can do whatever they want and they're fine. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to pick the team with the best record in the NFL to lose the team with the second worst record in the NFL. I'm going to pick the Lions here. I just I want to see the Lions, you know, in the season, a little momentum going into the off season. Uh, you know, they're still a ways away from being any sort of contender whatsoever. But uh, this is one of those where, like we said, the, the Packers are not going to be playing um you know their their best players by any means for for this entire game so i'll just say that the lions use that and and maybe have a chance to to come out with a win here to you know feel a little happy in the offseason maybe oh yeah 100 percent could see it happening part of my concern i know the spread's only four matt lafleur saying he doesn't really feel comfortable giving his guys three weeks essentially off when you count the this whole week then the next week off before we'll so, see about that when somebody goes yeah, down on a exactly play. Yeah. so <laughs> i yeah I, I just i'm still picking the packers i could see it being a really close game i understand why the spread's where it's at i don't think any of the starters are going to play the entire game but a lot of guys in the lines too have been banged up i don't know how how who they're really going to force out there in a game that obviously they'd love to go into the offseason with a win but still for as much as any two and 13 and one team can feel i feel like they got to feel decent about some of the progress they've made in that locker room and the culture that they've started to build and some of some playmakers they have found and and, and guys are going to probably be there for the long haul um how much do they gain from winning against a packer team with nothing to play for it would be something if the green bay was still trying to clinch the one seed then you i could see detroit being really galvanized to play with a purpose and probably still lose but at least have that that fight uh they'll probably keep it close but i'll pick the packers i do understand your your pick and it's uh the packers have lost some games in detroit over the years obviously usually with stafford there but um it could happen <laughs> again stay away from our our upset picks this week um these are they'll we'll just go ahead and talk about the next one the seahawks at the cardinals cardinals are six and a half point favorites at home uh in this one and uh again this is going to be an upset pick and here's the scenario for the cardinals they can clinch the NFC West um, with the win, plus a loss from the Rams, uh, which we just talked about against the 49ers. That's the scenario for the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to pick them to win this game. I think they'll take care of business here. But, Kellen, you're going to go in the opposite direction. You're going you're to say that uh, we're talking about going out with a bang this season. Um, you're going to pick the, the Russell Wilson-Pete Carroll combo, which may not be back together next season. You're going to pick them to go out with a bang this year with a with an upset victory. Yeah, we saw their offense kind of find some different things last week, and uh, they're you know it's just a, a matchup for the Cardinals that over the, however many years as I kind of mentioned before that they've they've played pretty decently against them. I know the Cardinals took care of business in Seattle earlier this year, but 
there's just a weird feeling with Arizona still. I know they, they just played one of their best games of the year beating Dallas. And, you know, as we talked about on the last episode, they have a team that deserves more credit for what they've done. Uh, people are really jumping off the bandwagon during that losing streak. It's not like all these other teams haven't had losing streaks or a couple losses that have been ugly here and there. Arizona, for the large part, lost the good teams barely. And I, I, I'm not trying to take away too much from them. This is more of just a feeling of, yes, the, the Seahawks and some of these players that love Russell Wilson in particular and, and skill position guys uh, that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of uncertainty there for the long term and being able to go out and sh- kind of put you know send a message that this could work still um whether whether that's the right thing to do or not that's something maybe we'll talk about after the season <laughs> in terms yeah. of where the Seahawks are at but at least from the players point of view the coaches point of view they're going to come into this game I think fighting just as hard as if they were playing for their own playoff lives so I, I'll you know give them a benefit of the doubt maybe Russell finds some of that magic they, they get a few uh some of the turnovers that the, the Cardinals have been able to give up and maybe at times a little too aggressive maybe they get burned by seattle and they get the upset here um, maybe i'm also just doing this to hedge that if if the rams lose they might still get that uh division title yeah. um this way it would not be nearly as satisfying i can can't imagine a rams locker room how they'd be if they lost then had to play the niners the next week after <laughs> uh yeah. because of still winning the division so yeah interesting kind of scenarios in that point uh, but yeah, it's, I still think this should be a pretty solid game. Six and a half, probably too high. If I, you know, if I was really betting on this, I'd probably just pick the Seahawks to cover in this one. Yeah, uh, should be an interesting game uh, there in that one because of what you mentioned. But all right, to our quick picks and uh, this next one: Cowboys are seven point favorites on the road against the Eagles. Dylan, I'll let you explain what any of this means in terms of how this could could kind of play out. But we already know that the Cowboys are the NFC East champions. Uh, Eagles are in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. I just think that this is another one of those games. Um, you don't really know what to expect just based on different scenarios and such, but um, I'll pick the Cowboys to win this one. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas. They really do not have much to play for. I was trying to play with the yeah. ESPN playoff machine to like see how they could really move up from the four seed. They would need like just kind of they need the rain. They need basically. From my, if I'm even then, I think Arizona would be ahead of them. So man, I they might be kind of locked in to the four seed. There, there, yeah. There's some things that can get them to move up. Um, but they, you know, they obviously lost to Tampa Bay. They do have the three-way tiebreaker between the the Rams. Um, if if it, if it ends up being the Rams losing but still winning their division, uh, so that'd be that'd have to take Seattle winning, and then the Bucks would have to lose to Carolina. They can, in theory, move up to the two seed. Um, it's <laughs> it takes some movement obviously like we're saying they can move up to the three with just a with just the rams loss and the and the seahawks win but it overall they don't have a ton to play for themselves i'll be curious to see how they approach this game on the meet but at the same time philadelphia has basically if dallas has little to play for philly has even less they can only be the six or the seven seed yeah i, I don't know if there's much of an argument to say you'd rather face dallas the rams or the bucks at this point and you have no idea and no control over who's going to be in that spot for the most part here so i think philly at the same times they're not going to be showing anything they're not going to be putting in game this kind of stuff that they're probably going to be putting their game plan come the playoff time so i'll pick dallas just uh in a game where maybe they have a bit more to play for. Maybe they want to get a little more back on track after last week, um, get some things fine-tuned on offense against a, a Eagles defense that probably is going to be running some more base stuff and not really trying to show too much before the postseason. All right, this next one, talk about complicated scenarios. Um, the Bengals are at the Browns. The Browns are six-point favorites in this one, and uh, the Bengals are probably not going to be playing most of their guys, even though technically um, 
they can still get the number one seed, but here's how they would have to do it. Um, they would need to beat the Browns, have the Titans lose to the Texans, have the Chiefs lose to the Broncos, have the Patriots lose to the Dolphins or tie, or the Bengals could win, Titans could lose, Chiefs could lose, and the Bills could win. So I think the, the, we talk about likelihood of scenarios. I think that is as low as it gets. And, again, that's probably the reason why Joe Burrow won't be playing in this game for the Bengals and is also the reason why I think the Browns are six-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to pick the Browns here, although I know you're going to go in the opposite direction. Um, again, two teams with really nothing to play for here. But that, too, and you mentioned it a couple of times, this is where you talk about motivation for the teams who are not in the playoffs. I think that's where it gets tricky. Um, even though I'm going to pick the Browns, I don't know how much motivation they're going to have in this game. Um, and so it's, again, take your pick on these kind of games. You just, from both sides, you just don't know what you're going to get. Such a banged-up team in Cleveland, too. I, I, I just don't know exactly who's going to be out there. I think that six-point spread seems pretty high just because of the volatility of who's going to be playing. I don't feel great about betting on this game regardless. Uh, and it's supposed to be in the low 40s and raining. So probably going to be an ugly classic uh, Bengals-Browns uh, kind of game. With But, you know, no, not the excitement of last season. Some of the, the matchups last year were really fun shootouts with Joe and, and Baker. And now, you know, neither guy will obviously be playing and Baker, not really the, the quarterback that we saw a year ago at this point. So, yeah, Cincinnati, well, they'll know they're, if they even have a chance before this game starts uh, because Kansas City the day before will likely win. They'll likely know they can't get the one seed. All they could possibly play for is a buy, and at that point, or not a buy, sorry, a, a higher, a little higher seed. And what does that even really mean again in the AFC yeah. with the teams you're facing? Do you want to play the, the Colts, Chargers, Patriots? I mean, you could argue don't you'd rather play maybe the Chargers there, but I, I don't know. It's not a ton for them to play for either. So I'll pick Cincinnati in a game that um, really – neither team playing for a ton and for the Browns uh, I don't know how much even winning this game against Cincinnati would like galvanize you at all uh, given who's going to be out there and the circumstances of what Cincinnati's playing for which is not probably going to be anything <laughs> all right these next two games have no no implications whatsoever the Bears are the Vikings Vikings three-point favorites in this game Washington seven-point favorites on the road against the Giants we're both picking the Bears to upset the Vikings here what does that mean who, who knows right the Bears are going to have an overhaul <laughs> after the season anyways yeah. uh, we're both gonna pick washington as well yeah just chicago as we've talked about playing harder they they honestly could have beaten the, the vikings when they went there earlier this season on monday night football i think even less so for minnesota it has deflating some of the comments mike zimmer just completely crapping on some of his players it's uh it's been interesting there so yeah pick chicago to keep playing hard and go out with a win even if it's the last one of the naggy area era and yeah washington uh, just a, more so the giants as we've kind of talked about have really started falling off since the the comments are made about joe judge coming back for one more year washington uh you know two tough losses to to the eagles over the last however many weeks uh, they've for a six and ten team, a team that still, for the most part, showed some fight. Obviously, that Cowboys loss notwithstanding, but they almost beat Dallas before that. They, you know, I think they're just a, a better team, and so a pretty easy pick for me to pick Washington. I don't know the seven point spread though. That might be a little high. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're betting on these games in Week 18, man, you you must know your stuff because I'm <laughs> I'm staying away from these kind of games uh, that have no meaning whatsoever in terms of implications of anything. So. All right, this one does. The Steelers at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home in this one, and you kind of teased it earlier. Scenario for the Ravens is that they're going to go out trying to win this game because everything else is going to be games that are kind of scattered around. Um, so they're not going to know kind of where they're going to stand, and they need a lot to happen for them to get in the playoffs. They need to win. 
They need the Chargers to lose, they need the Colts to lose, and they need the Dolphins to lose or tie. Now, we know, as we said before, the Colts game is going to be kind of the deciding factor in a lot of this because if the Colts were to lose to the Jaguars, that opens up a lot of possibilities um, around the league. So that is the game probably you're going to keep your eye on the most, even though it's probably not one that you want to watch, but uh, that is one that's going to determine a lot. So that's how the Ravens get in. Meanwhile, for the Steelers, um, they can win – and have the Colts lose. Plus, uh, they would need the Raiders and the Chargers game to not end in a tie. Now, we know that could still be a possibility based on how everything else turns out, right? And that's what could be crazy. And You you kind of threw out the scenario, Dylan, before we started recording about how you could very well have the Chargers and Raiders sort of of conspire to have a tie game based on how everything plays out. But, um, you know, still, this is, I mean, this is kind of a, this is an interesting scenario for both teams, but any way you slice it, both these teams have to win. Yep. Um, I'm going to pick the Ravens in this one. I just think that, you know, we talked about my confidence with the Steelers, but again, not knowing the outcome of any other games at this point, um, the Ravens seem to be the better pick here. And they, and they look like, a, even if it's not Lamar, I, I know John Harbaugh, I, before we started recording, looked up, you know, he might, there's a chance Lamar is able to play, but even if he doesn't, they've looked pretty fine with, Tyler Huntley, for the most part, he's been impressive, and the offense obviously not going to be as dynamic, but still uh, have at least put together some good drives. Could have easily beaten the Rams last week with a few things going differently, and I just don't know if the Steelers are positioned the same way to really take advantage of the the secondary uh, that has been just decimated by injuries and COVID and different things for for the Ravens. So yeah, picking Baltimore as well, um, they have you know a much tougher scenario to occur. The Steelers scenario, even if it does involve uh, you know the the Colts losing to the Jags it's still at least pretty straightforward as you mentioned um, but I just don't know if they're going to have enough in the tank in this one uh, I think the first loss of ben, Big Ben's career was at the Ravens uh, well, <laughs> he's uh, had a lot of success and a lot of big wins over the Ravens I'll, I'm sure he'll take the conference title win before Super Bowl 43 over any of them but it could be uh, for the Ravens uh, rivalry on their side a, a fitting end for them to put uh, one more loss onto the Steelers docket with Big Ben but yeah it should be interesting it, not you know maybe not the 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 classic Steelers Ravens games of yeah, past years uh, the smash mouth kind of football we've been used to um i could see both defensive lines having some success with some of the guys that are up front on both sides um but yeah i'll pick the ravens in a game that could go really either way that's again another one where that five and a half point spread just seems a little high and um uh, i yeah, might think the steelers were going to be able to at least cover there all right the titans um the driver's seat here for the number one seed they are 10 point favorites on the road Against the Texans, uh, here's how the Titans can do it. They can win, <laughs> and they will have the number one seed. That's it. Or they can have a tie, plus have the Chiefs lose or tie. Or that's where we start getting into these crazy scenarios where um, they can still get the number one seed if the Chiefs lose, the Bengals lose or tie, Patriots lose or tie, or Chiefs lose, Bengals lose or tie, plus the Bills win. So uh, pretty pretty simple formula for the Titans if they can win. Um, I told you, and I, I was halfway joking. I almost picked the Texans here, and uh, I think it's just it's, – it's only because, you know, I'm someone who's watched the Titans so much over the years that um, I've seen games like this go uh, in, in a way that you wouldn't expect. Uh, but, um, yeah, I can't do that. I, I think, you know, Texans did beat the Titans first time around. We have to remember that here. Um, I'm I'm still a little hesitant about making this pick, but uh, I, I would probably say that maybe my lock of the week would be the Texans – 
covering the spread um, <laughs> if we did it that route, but go. we don't. But um, I'll pick the Titans to win. Yeah, I'm picking the Titans too. I know they lost earlier this year in this game we against Houston. We've seen just in, across the league, teams have big wins, uh, really impressive outcomes. Think of the Cowboys with Washington that follow up the next week with a disappointing loss. Uh, it would be more disappointing with an opponent like Houston after just do- dominating the Dolphins after that winning streak. But I, I just think the t- Titans have developed more of an identity lately. Um, that some At certain points, they lost in that little losing streak after Derrick Henry got hurt. I know they won some games, but still had some tougher uh, tougher performances. I think in this one, they'll end up taking care of business. Like you said, though, I don't feel confident about that spread by any means. Um, I do think that Tennessee's defense has started the last couple of weeks taking a big step forward. I thought they looked pretty impressive despite some of the, the points they gave up against San Francisco and could have given up. They obviously benefited from some bad decisions by uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But they looked really good last week. I wouldn't say Houston's offense is better than Miami's. They're, they're ranking five spots behind them in DVOA. I don't think they have the playmakers unless David Mil- Davis Mills goes completely off. Um, I just don't think they're going to have quite enough in this one. I think Tennessee does. Maybe it's only by a touchdown, whatever it is. I think they take care of business and lock up the the one seed as improbable as that might have sounded for you know, certain points of the year. It looked like they're in great position, but I, I'm curious. I'd have to see if uh, Aaron Schatz or anyone uh, at Football Outsiders tweets out the lowest number one seed in DVOA ever, but they are 19th in total DVOA right now. Um, that would be really interesting to see where they end up after this game if they get the one seed, uh, potentially one of the lower teams they've ever been on still fighting their way to that one seed. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with the Titans and Texans. Uh, meanwhile, another game that uh, makes things interesting on the NFC side, the Saints are four-point favorites at the Falcons. Um, here's how it will play out for the Saints. Uh, pretty simple. The Saints can get into the playoffs if they beat the Falcons and the 49ers lose to the Rams. And as of our picks, Dylan, um, we would technically have the Saints in the playoffs because both of us are going to pick the Rams to beat the 49ers, and we're also picking the Saints to beat the Falcons. So, um, this is a tricky one. I, I thought I had to think about this one for a minute because I was I almost picked the Falcons here. Yeah. Uh, because when you talk about motivation, right? The Falcons would love to knock the Saints out of the playoffs. Um, you know, and even then, the Saints do need some help. But I think the Saints find a way to win here. But I'll tell you, I'm not very confident about this. This one's probably as close of a pick as maybe. I've got on the board here because I think this one could certainly go either way. And we saw it go the other way earlier this yeah. year. It's definitely a matchup that the Saints historically. I mean, these are bitter rivals. I, you know, everything you read about and hear about. Never been to a Saints Falcons game, but uh, you, you being closer to the south, you know, in the south there, you probably know a little more about this rivalry and how much these teams do not like each other. These fan bases do not like each other, and uh, there's something to that more so than some NFL rivalries, really. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I still obviously pick the Saints here. I still think they're a better team. I think the Falcons, we they put up a decent fight. They, they benefited from some mistakes uh, that, that the Bills made last week. But a team that just hasn't week to week performed fantastically. They are at home here. Not that they've, you know, we, we talked about how they hadn't won a game in Atlanta all year until just uh, beating um uh, you know, not too long ago, their first home win um, of the whole entire season against the Lions. So 
not exactly a place they've thrived uh, before that their other home win was in London. But I think the Saints just fine enough because their defense has been playing lights out, you know, outside of some things that happened in the Dolphins game. We know they're obviously undermanned. This team is fourth in pass uh, defense DVOA, first in rush defense DVOA. I think they come out and punish Atlanta up front, and uh, it's not going to be clo- or uh, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a really probably low scoring game, similar I think to maybe that Saints Panthers game we just watched. But maybe the Saints, maybe Kamara has a couple little magic in him, a couple plays here and there, benefiting also you know knowing how much they have to play for. Maybe the Saints do sneak in and get that last seed in the playoffs. Yep, we'll see how it plays out there in that one. Uh, the Jets at the Bills. The Bills sixteen and a half point favorites. At home in this one uh, for the Bills, another formula that, that's uh, pretty simple here as uh, the Bills can clinch the AFC East with a win, or they can have the Patriots lose the Dolphins or uh, ties across the board there with those two games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if, listen, if the Jets beat the Bills, uh, we have seen the Bills lose the Jags this year, but uh, yeah. I think we're both going to be on the Bills train here. Yeah, and that's not, you know, with the Bills winning, we'll see how much, I mean, the Patriots know they still have a chance for that for that division if buffalo does lose but you know knowing they're playing the jets i wonder how much the patriots you know do a little scoreboard watching there to see what's going on i think yeah the bills a lot to play for to win the division again um after that you know really huge win in new england one of their best performances start to finish of the year even if they make some more mistakes i think you, you know we saw earlier this year the bills take the jets uh, to the woodshed and uh, took care of business there so i yeah this is easily the biggest um the biggest uh, discrepancy in ESPN's football power index. They have this only 7.6% for the Jets, over 92% for the Bills. That is, Those are ridiculous numbers. I think the Bills cruise to a win, cruise the division title, and based on the fact that the Bengals aren't playing their starters, potentially they move up to the three seed. I don't know how much that matters, but it, it could be the difference between, you know, they might have to play the Chiefs in the second round. I don't know if that's a good yep. thing instead of the Titans. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, that's That certainly makes it interesting. And obviously to stay with the team here, the Patriots are at the Dolphins. Patriots are six and a half point favorites uh, on the road in this one. I thought about this one too. I, I almost picked the Dolphins here, but uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots. And uh, again, for the Patriots, the scenario is they can actually clinch the number one seed in the AFC, uh, but they would need some help here. They would need the Bills to lose to the Jets or tie, plus the Chiefs to lose to the Broncos, plus the Titans to lose to the Texans. I think that one's actually maybe the most unlikely scenario uh, of everything to have both the Bills lose to the um, to the Jets and have the Titans lose the Texans. That seems unlikely. Uh, but the Patriots can clinch the AFC East with a win, or Bills lose to uh, the Jets or tie, uh, or the Patriots could tie in this game and have the Bills lose. So seems like both of those are uh, long shots for the Patriots, but I, I think that they should still win this game. Yeah, I think they'll win the game still because they do know have something to play for. I still think they want to get some things in order that you're not they're only gonna, so much they can grab from beating the Jaguars last week that still had that disappointing couple of losses to the Colts and Bills that cost them the division. But I still think a team that a lot or most teams in the league probably would not want to face going into the postseason. Um, Miami, I, I you know I know they beat them in Week One, had some you know took a, a Damian Harris fumble inside the five yard line to make that happen. I think the Patriots are a much much better team than they were in week one and while Miami's obviously had the winning streak and turned things around quite a bit I don't think their offense is going to have much success against New England's defense I think you know, we saw some of the struggles that unit has uh, against better better opponents um, especially last week in Tennessee so yeah all, I think the the Patriots cruise to a win here what what, what, are this, what does that mean seating wise most likely they'll just be locked up as the five and at this point 
We're potentially either playing the Bills again or or the Bengals. So a lot of fun for either of those yeah. matchups. It would be uh, really fun to see a third uh, matchup between New England and Buffalo, but also the idea of seeing this this really fun Bengals offense and Joe Burrow having the face off against Belichick and what he might bring game plan wise. That could be really intriguing yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're the Bengals. Probably not rooting for that scenario. I don't think no. just based on um, who's on the other side of that one. Um, all right, this last game doesn't mean anything uh, technically, I guess. Uh, the Panthers at the Bucks. Uh, Bucks eight point favorites in this game. Uh, we know the Bucks are already the NFC South champions, and I guess seating wise, yeah. what what is the most likely scenario? It looks like I guess right now for the Bucks would be, which I know it depends on other things, but I suppose they're they're what? What's the so if they win, they'll be the three seed at the yeah, worst. Right. If they if they win and the Rams lose, they move up to the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise they're the three if they win. Uh, if they lose, they can still be as high as the three um, based on some of the tie breaks because they did beat the Cowboys earlier this year. They'd if um, I think the only way they move uh, actually they'd probably say the three. I think it only flip the Dallas up to two if you have a three way tie there. Um, between the Rams, Bucks, and Dallas, just based on how the tie breaks work, most likely. Tampa Bay is going to be the three. Very slight chance they move up to the two. So not a ton they're playing for, but, um, man, the Panthers have been so brutal. I still think that – and we're going to – I do imagine that Tampa Bay is going to still play some of their starters in terms of trying to get some experience between Tom and, and some of these receivers that are going to have to be in there with Antonio Brown gone, with Chris Godwin obviously out for the year. You know, they got Mike Evans back. He's got his tight ends and Brayton and Gronk. But uh, still I think you'll see some reps that they're going to want to get. And, man, Carolina has just been brutal to watch. And I think that – Tampa Bay could end up covering this. I don't. I'm not putting too much into what happened last week in New York. Yeah, uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think the Bucks uh, should take care of business in that one. All right. So there you go. There are picks for Week 18 in the NFL. And uh, like we said, there's so many different scenarios um, that could play out here. But uh, that that's how it's gonna gonna work in terms of uh, there could be a lot of possibilities with seeding and and making playoffs and all this other stuff. But we'll see. Of course, Dylan. Next time we record. Well, I only know the playoff situation, but I assume we'll also have some coaching changes as yeah. well. So that will probably be interesting. There's always a lot to discuss uh, on the the Monday uh, episode after or the Tuesday episode after um, you know the seasons after the regular season. So yeah, there will certainly be a lot of interesting things going on in the NFL then. Yeah, we'll have a nice mix, I'm sure, on our next episode talking about the games that you know how, that transpired in terms of the playoff scenarios. Not sure how much we'll get to some of these games we talked about today, uh, making predictions as we always do, but um, not sure if there's going to be a ton of takeaways outside of how they affect coaching stuff uh, from some of those games. So, yeah, it'll be fun to, to look at the playoff scenarios before we get into the, the, the later episode next week to make our playoff predictions and kind of also, uh, for the first time in a long time, outside of the Urban Meyer stuff and the, some of the stuff with the Raiders, we have not had a ton of, like, just bigger picture kind of conversation so it'll be it'll be fun to start looking at that as certain coaching searches start other ones that already have started you know we'll see if the Raiders extend their season if they don't then they're going to already be looking full force at potentially hiring a coach on Monday so a lot of yeah things tend to move quickly once uh you know traditionally week 17 ends now week 18 (laughs) yep for sure and we'll have it all covered uh, over clutch points let everybody know where they can find all of that yeah, you can follow all the NFL uh, games this weekend in the Clutch Points app. You can read all of our betting uh, preview predictions for every game, previews for every single team. We're already looking at potentially fits for Jim Harbaugh. That all this uh, Bruce Feldman's report on the Athletic about how he might be interested in coming back to the NFL. We've already kind of looked at breaking down if, if it makes sense or if it doesn't with the Bears and the Raiders, the two teams he mentioned there. I'm also going to start a lot of uh, as you're kind of alluding to what we'll be talking about on here as well. Just all the different coaching searches that will be going on 
different things that teams will kind of take a step back, not just focus only on the 14 playoff teams, but the 18 teams that don't make the playoffs, kind of a step back uh, series in terms of what they need to address in the draft, free agency, all that good stuff. We'll have that all covered in the NFL section on clutchpoints.com and on the on the uh, app. Yeah, be sure to check that out. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use to use. Search for Savage Pass. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Savage Pass Podcast.